welcome to today's show, Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, Gloria Burgess, passionate, inspirational speaker, author, poet, and entrepreneur. Good morning, and welcome to Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. Today is Wednesday, May 16th. I want to give a big thank you to those of you who are listening today, and here's a great big shout-out to all of you listening all around the world. I'm delighted and so grateful that you tuned in. I sure hope you're enjoying a fabulous day today and that you're having a fantastic week because you know what? In the grand song of the universe, life is so very short. It's short and sweet and very, very precious. So, I hope you're making a difference in your own life, because when you do, you also make a difference in someone else's life. Now, a lot of folks want to make their life count for something, and they ask me, Dr. Gloria, how do you do that? Well, it's very simple, very simple. You make your life count day by day, step by step, moment by moment, every single day, 365, 24-7. That's what Legacy Living Make Your Life Count is all about. You can learn more about Legacy Living Make Your Life Count by visiting the Gloria Burgess website. That's G-L-O-R-I-A-B-U-R-G-E-S-S dot com, the Gloria Burgess website. G-L-O-R-I-A-B-U-R-G-E-S-S dot com or by visiting Facebook. And that's facebook.com forward slash D-R, D-R for doctor, D-R-G-L-O-R-I-A-B-U-R-G-E-S-S-P-H-D forward slash. Okay. Now, today... I want to talk with you about leadership, about courageous leadership, a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Specifically, we're going to focus on an approach to leadership, and this particular approach is called the courage way, the courage way, which is all about leading and living with integrity. And today's podcast focuses on a book That's called The Courage Way, Leading and Living with Integrity. How about that? The book was written by Shelley Francis, and she's joining me today as my very special guest. So, what exactly is The Courage Way? And what does it mean, and what does it take to lead and live with integrity? Well, Shelley will help us address those burning questions today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Shelley is a person of influence, and she's quite inspiring. Shelley is a leader who makes a difference in her own life and in the lives of so many others throughout the world through her work with the Center for Courage and Renewal, a nonprofit organization based in Seattle, Washington. In fact, 
she wrote the book, The Courage Way, in her role as the center's director of marketing and communication. Before coming to the center, Shelley directed trademarking and publicity for a multimedia publisher called Sounds True. She's worked in diverse sectors including business, high-tech, healthcare, government, and publishing. She's also owned two small businesses. Shelley says the common thread throughout her career is bringing to light the best-kept secrets while bringing people together to facilitate collective impact and good work. I just love that. <laughs> now, I first met Shelley in her role at the Center for Courage and Renewal. Years ago, I became familiar with the Center's work through my own work in leadership. And during the past dozen or so years, I was fortunate to become what I would call a friend of the Center. So, over the years, I've come to know a number of individuals there. When I heard about Shelley's book, I was absolutely delighted. And when I heard her speak about her book, she was positively on fire. <laughs> so, to simply say that Shelley is interested in her work and book on leading and living with integrity would be an understatement. She is so passionate about her work, and I must say she is a woman with a mission. <laughs> She's on purpose and on fire to change the world, and in particular to change the world for people who want to connect who they are with what they do. I think that includes most people on the planet. Now, when you hear her story, you will learn why Shelley is so passionate about making a difference, about changing and impacting the world in this way. I was struck by her passion. But this is just one of the many wonderful qualities that drew me, and I should say that draws so many people to Shelley and her work. Indeed, we are blessed to have her as one of our honored mentors on this show. She's an incredible leader, a writer, and storyteller, with a particular focus on serving other leaders. In many ways, in her outlook on life and in her work, Shelley pulls together the many threads of what my own life and work are all about. Now, you've heard me talk many, many times about these threads and themes on this show. The themes of gratitude, authenticity, generosity, courage, integrity, passion, presence, trustworthiness, hope, and possibility. I, I just love it. Two women, Shelley and me, with very different backgrounds and experiences, and yet with so many common threads. Can I just tell you something? Shelley and I had a marvelous conversation. I'm so excited to have this amazing leader with us today. This is going to be a fabulous show. You don't want to miss a single minute of it. So put on your walking shoes, <laughs> grab your earbuds, or simply relax in your favorite chair. Grab yourself a, a cup of coffee or tea or a nice cool glass of water. We're going to have a great time. Before I jump into today's show, I want to take just a moment 
to welcome you. If you're just joining us, I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, and this is Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. I'd like to extend a special welcome to those of you who are joining my show for the very first time. You're in for a real treat. I'm excited to have you listening in today, and I'm deeply honored that you've allowed me to be part of your day so you can be inspired by the ideas and resources to make your life count. Today's program is all about courageous leadership. Specifically, it is about leading and living with integrity. Can you talk with us a little bit about, uh, you've mentioned the term inner work uh, several times, and can you talk to us about inner work and specifically the inner work of leadership? Sure. You know, I think as leaders, we're often stuck in our ego when we introduce each other. Mm. Here's who I am on my resume. Here's how smart I am from my intellect. Here's who I am on the outside. But as leaders, we don't often take time or feel that we can be vulnerable. I mean, I think it takes courage to be kind because people might think you're going to be weak. You risk being seen as weak. It takes courage to let people know the story behind your passion or why you went into your career as you did. So the inner work is looking beyond just your ego story and looking inside at your motivations and your values and your even your biases and assumptions. And it's not all looking at just your inner strength. And, you know, I think when people are looking for what kind of job they want or what career they want to move into, it's often based on um, identifying your gifts and your strengths, and that's really important. But it's also about acknowledging your shadows and your limits mm-hmm. so that you can be honest and, you know, more self-aware. So it takes inner work. It's not the external. It's it's looking inward, and that takes a lot of courage. And it takes community. It takes other people who are willing to go with you to that space. And when you talk about community uh, and people going with you to that space, I mean, I, I teach this way, so I know what you mean, but can you unpack <laughs> that a little bit for our listeners? Like, what does that look like in real time? Right, and I thank you for reminding me because it is easy to, you know, use the code language rather than translate this into understandable stuff. No problem, Um, yeah, thank you. How can we have conversations where we share our true stories with each other? How can we ask each other questions that get to our deeper stories and even just take time to do that? So it goes back to the touchstones of creating the conditions where we can interact with each other in that way. Um, or even just be aware that that's a possibility. So, for instance, when we're starting meetings at work, rather than just jumping straight into the agenda, you can take time to just check in with each other and maybe not just check in with, yeah, I'm really busy today and I got so much to do. But if you, if you can create a, like an introductory prompt that takes people out of their everyday life. So here's one that we've used at the office sometimes is we'll say, as, you know, as a way of checking in today, why don't you share something that you noticed on the way to work this morning? Mm-hmm. And people might say something like, well, I just saw Mount Rainier. It was, it was visible today because it's a clear day, and it, I just noticed everybody commenting on, did you see the mountain this morning? I mean, that's a very Seattle thing. 
Or they might say, oh, I saw a homeless person this morning that was begging and it made me sad. Or they might say, um, oh, I just noticed the birds were singing this morning. Mm. There's just something about bringing yourself to work, to a conversation or just showing up differently that gives people a little bit of taste of your life or what you notice. It just is a way of getting to know each other a little more deeply as humans Mm. rather than just who we are in our roles at the office. Mm-hmm. So it gets back to what you mentioned earlier, which is who are you, not just what do you do. <laughs> right. And, yeah, who are you on the inside or, you know, what, what motivates you? What makes you happy and where do you come from? And, you know, getting to know each other beyond the surface, um, I think, helps us connect and recognize what we have in common. But it also gives, allows ourselves to give each other some grace when we're not having a great day we have more compassion and empathy for each other. Yeah, and I'm I'm guessing uh that it also builds a stronger team. Uh mm-hmm. so when the going gets rough, you have each other's back and you know when the going is great, you can celebrate differently together. Right. Yeah, I think it's that sense of being in it together um in a sense of shared mission mm-hmm. um, that comes out of talking about what's important to you. And when you have rough times, I think you're you're more likely to trust that it's okay to talk about needing more help or acknowledging what's hard. And so you can get over those rough spots because you can trust each other. And trust takes time to build up. You just can't insist on it. You have to create the conditions for it. Yeah, and it's a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And um, I want to ask you another question about leadership. It's kind of connected to what you just said, Shelley. But I know that the Center for Courage and Renewal uses leadership a little bit differently than we might often think about in our regular culture. And so can you just say a little bit more about leadership in that respect? Yeah. You know, we almost didn't want to start talking about leadership because there's a sense that to be a leader, you have to be at the top of the org chart or you have to be at the top of the hierarchy. And, you know, leadership is not just at the top. Leadership can show up at any level of, of life and, and organization. We need people at all levels feeling like they can lead with integrity. Some of the things is leadership is keeping your values in sight regardless of the pressures around you. Where leadership can be listening well and inviting the opinions and answers from other people, it's it's encouraging other people to step into their leadership. So it's it's about you know everybody has contributions to make and recognizing that we are all part of a bigger whole. That you lead from your perspective, and if we have more people leading and feeling empowered to show up with their ideas and their best self, then we're going to have so much more lift and impact rather than waiting for one person to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. And that notion about leadership is, is still pretty countercultural. I've been teaching leadership now for 30-some years and uh, really started to focus on the inner work of leaders about 25 years ago with intention. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's gaining more traction, but it's still kind of a novel way to to think about leadership. And you said that at the center you almost didn't use that language or go into that arena. Can you talk to us about why? 
Sure, and I think it's because in trying to define the people that we've worked with over all these years and expand the number of people who need more courage in the world, um, we started with a program called The Courage to Teach, and it was for teachers and administrators who are just trying to stay connected to their passion for for teaching, but also how can they bring themselves to renew education as a whole, or physicians and nurses. Not everybody recognizes themselves as a leader, so the courage to lead may sound like something, oh, that's for someone else, that's not for me. So it's a fine line between are we serving people? We see leadership more as a verb, an action that you take rather than a position that you hold. Mm-hmm. But we also serve teachers and and the medical community and nonprofit leaders, clergy and faith faith communities, reaching into the business world or government. I mean, there's so many professional sectors mm-hmm. that can stay siloed or can stay like, oh, well, that's not just our audience. You know, we're talking about collective courage and collective impact, and what what everybody has in common is that they are leading in a new way. They're leading authentically or it's transformational leadership or they're they have tapped into their courage to lead so leadership was also a way of trying to define what we have in common and we couldn't come up with another word (laughs) so yeah I don't you know I still don't know if leadership is the right word but that's where we thought we would try it out loud and so the subtitle of the book is leading and living with integrity and that turns it more into an action word rather than leadership as this is only for leaders. It's about mm. leadership. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to ask you, how, in your view, um, can people best use your book? Well, I've had a lot of people since it came out tell me that this would be a great book to use for book groups or in discussions. Um, because so much of what we do in retreats is we talk about reflection with other people. So if you have even one other person to go through the book with and have a chance to talk about what you're learning or practice with each other, you know, we go into the touchstones, and then there's stories along the way in each chapter of real-life leaders, the people that I've interviewed. That's one way to do it. And we are working on a reader's guide. We just haven't gotten it out yet. So stay tuned and stay patient with about that. <laughs> there is a website, courageway.org, where we've created an introductory email series. Right now there's about eight emails that are spaced about a week apart that give a practice and a reflection that you can use as an ongoing activity to kind of start looking into these ideas some more. Is that a resource that people can tap into, or do you have to have a special um, membership or something to gain access to that? That is a free resource. Um, It's an email series. So if you go to courageway.org, scroll down a little bit, there's a sign-up form, and you'll start receiving emails spaced out a few days apart. So free resource there. There will be some things you can download. Um, Mm -hmm. There's um, the touchstones. You can um, get a printout of those. Um, I think you can also use the book just in terms I love to do this myself. It's just open to any page and read a short section. There's a lot of really wonderful quotes in there that you can just take with you into your day, think about. Mm -hmm. Okay. So lots of different ways to read it and to use it and to apply it, it sounds like, and to share it with other people. Mm -hmm. I think it's really meant to suggest some new ideas and suggest some practices. Mm -hmm. 
that you can try out. You can buy a blank uh, three-ring binder or a spiral notebook and take some notes as you go, or, or just take notes in your in the margins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feel free to mark it up, make it messy, turn down the corners <laughs> of the pages. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You probably are familiar with one of my favorite poets, Naomi Shihab Nye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she talks about books that are well-used, well-loved, or marked up and dog-eared, and then we pass them on, right? <laughs> exactly. I love buying yeah, used books them. and seeing all the underlines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're coming close to the end of our, our time together, and I just wonder, uh, Shelley, are there any questions that you wished I had asked you uh, that I didn't, uh, that you'd like to uh, maybe respond to, or any additional comments that you'd like to share with us about your book or your practice or about the Center for Courage and Renewal? You know, there's one other thing that I learned in writing the book that I have found really helpful to start thinking about how I build my own courage. And it comes from the idea that as I was interviewing people for the book, I started noticing, you know, that we're we're so much in fight or flight mode as a society right now mm-hmm. that those are our real those are our go tos, those are our stress responses of fight or flight. And then I started digging into that more and fight flight freeze i was in new zealand and and they said well we talk a lot about freeze as a stress response like that deer caught in headlights mm-hmm. and then another leader that i interviewed i was telling her this idea and she's like well flock is another thing that researchers are starting to point out and notice as a stress response and flock is that sense of us versus them or the herd mentality or even peer pressure um, and so there's these four, I think of them as the four corners that we go to when we're so stressed out. For me, I probably go to freeze or flee. Um, my tendency isn't to fight. But for each of these stress responses, there's a positive aspect of it. So mm-hmm. the importance of fighting for what you believe in or fighting for what's right, speaking up, standing out, standing up for what you believe in is a really positive version of the fight response. The flee response might be taking a time out or knowing when it's important to just walk away from a conflict and give yourself some space to breathe and take time out or flee a country. You know, we see that with, with the refugee situation. That's, um, that's a big one, but it's an important, you know, taking charge of your life or maybe in some cases it's because you have no other choice. Mm-hmm. Freeze might be taking a moment to pause or take a retreat or just stop for a minute rather than run away or rather than fight. And then flock is goes back to the idea of community. How do you find your people who can be supportive of you? But what was so amazing is just it's not just that there's these four options. There's always another option, and that's the word fortify. So how do you fortify yourself? so that you can choose another response rather than just react out of stress. Mm-hmm. So, and fortify is mm-hmm. comes from the same word as fortitude, which is another word for courage. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what we're doing here. We're, mm-hmm. These practices, these touchstones fortify us, and the community we build fortify us so that we can lead from the heart and not lead from our gut responses or only lead from our intellect and our head. Like fortifying ourselves lets lets us lead from the heart. And I think that's probably been one of my favorite things to just keep paying attention to and ask myself on a a hard day is, oh, 
how could I fortify myself right now? And sometimes it's just, well, then go to sleep <laughs> or, um, or call somebody or go have fun. But I think that's one of my best takeaways is asking each other how we can find our fortitude and fortify each other and fortify ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that. And thank you for talking about those four zones that we typically go to and also mm-hmm. looking at the other side, the the positives and mm-hmm. that we can choose, you know, if we just stop long enough, and that's like a nanosecond usually, we can mm-hmm. also choose uh, fortitude. So, you know, I was just looking at my notes. There's one question I didn't uh, ask that I actually asked it, but I coupled it with another question. So I want to just make sure that uh, if you want to say more about it, that you have time to do that. And that's okay. the question about practices. I mean, you've touched on a lot of them. You talked about the three touchstones out of the many that are part of the Courage and Renewal work. Uh, and I've heard you name practices throughout the conversation, but for our listeners, are there some that you'd like to maybe really surface and underscore and amplify so that they can know what we're talking about when we say the word practice? Because not everybody really understands that. Sure. You know, I think just the the concept of practice at all is probably countercultural or something that we don't always think about in terms of What's the thing that you do every day that connects you to your heart or connects you to what's important in your life? It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, for some people, practice might be that you go running every day, or some people might meditate, and that's their practice. And so the touchstones is this collection of practices that you can do one at a time or all together. They are ways of being. It's, I, I think of them as tools or, um, you know, if you think about a hammer, it can become an extension of yourself if you're a carpenter. It just becomes that thing you need to have to do your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people, it's their iPhone. It becomes, or their phones become an extension of themselves. You can't, you can almost hardly get through your day without it. But what if you had practices like turning to wonder that became an extension of yourself that you could access or that were at your fingertips that you could use as a tool to get you past a rough moment or that could help you um, interact with somebody more authentically. I think these practices take practice because you can't just read them and say, oh, now I know what to do. I mean, it's leadership is this daily practice, becoming a human. It takes practice to, to keep growing as a human. So it's really just the idea that it's not about practice makes perfect. It's just about recognizing that you can't just do this instantly. There's no quick fix. It's something that you can just build into how you want to, a way of life and a way in life or a way of being. I think that's what how I would describe practices. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You know, I... I have many practices, but probably the one that's forefront uh, in my life is a practice of gratitude. And Mm. uh, I think about practice, you know, in a a fairly spiritual way, but also, you know, just an everyday practical way. Most people understand that it takes practice to learn how to ride a bicycle, right? You don't just get on a bicycle, a two-wheeler, and uh, not fall down. And so you have to take little steps, the tricycle maybe for some of us, the training wheels, and it takes a long time to really work up the kind of mastery where you don't fall down on a two-wheeler. And the same thing with 
uh, an everyday practice. It's not just something that you can do occasionally and uh, have it become a way of being, but something that you do over time, gradually, incrementally, and over and over and over again, right? So thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, so, Shelley, um, are there any projects that you are working on or any places that you're taking the book that you'd like to share with our listeners so that they can learn more about your work and maybe follow you and just get more into the Courage Way? Sure. Well, courageway.org has a variety of quote plates that people can click on. On social media, there's both the Center for Courage and Renewal. So on Facebook, it's Courage Renewal. Um, on Twitter, it's Courage Renewal, as well as my tweet handle is Shelley L. Francis. We have facilitators all over the world, U.S., Canada, um, United Kingdom, Australasia. So there's there's people all over to connect with as well. So it's not just me as the author. I'm representing all of the facilitators in this movement. So um, check out the website, uh, couragerenewal.org, if, if you want to look into finding a facilitator or retreats that, that you'd like to go get an in-person experience of this with. Okay, great. Thank you. And are you doing any book events um, around uh, the country or internationally that you'd like to share with our listeners as well? No, I don't have any specifically on the schedule. I've done a few of those already. Um, and so it's uh, we're probably moving online until things sort of start lining up again. We're a nonprofit, so our budget is um, my my next uh, work is to continue raising money so that we can keep spreading the word. Next year, I'll, I hope to go to Australia. Yeah, good for you. And you've had an opportunity to talk about the book with Parker as well, right, Parker Palmer? I have, and we actually have two webinars that we did when the books first launched that were a lot of fun to have those conversations, and um, those are accessible from the courageway.org website. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that uh, I'll give this information again uh, on another part of the podcast so that people can find you and, you know, not only find you, but find resources about the book and about courage uh, and renewal work. And thank you for saying that this is not just uh, you, but you're representing the whole community of uh, the courage and renewal community. So I think that's an important, um, important message to, to leave with our listeners. Well, thank you again, Shelley, for being my guest on this show. I can't wait to share your work more broadly with people, and uh, this is certainly one of the ways to do that. So thank well, you. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. Fantastic nuggets. Thanks again to Shelley Francis for being my guest today. If you'd like to learn more about Shelley's book, which is called The Courage Way, Leading and Living with Integrity, check it out at courageway.org. That's courageway.org, C-O-U-R-A-G-E-W-A-Y.org. You can also sign up for a free introductory email series about the book, and you can sign up for the series on the same site. Again, that's courageway.org. If you want to explore additional resources about Shelley's book or about the Center for Courage and Renewal, please go to this site. That's www.couragerenewal.org. www.couragerenewal.org.
org. That's Courage Renewal, all smushed together. There's no and sign in it, okay? Or and word. Just Courage Renewal, C-O-U-R-A-G-E-R-E-N-E-W-A-L.org. And if you missed any part of this week's show about courageous leadership, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes or you can catch us on Alexa or right here on Talk Network Radio. Now, before I close today's show, I just want to give a shout-out to all the folks listening all around the world. Let me tell you something. Now more than ever, the world needs you. We need your voice, and I want to encourage you to bring it, because if you don't, we will miss out on what you have to offer. We will miss out on your particular, your very special gifts that only you can bring and share with the world. You know, it's truly amazing how much impact one person can have when you lift your voice for what you care about. And especially when you do so with with courage, with compassion, generosity, and integrity. And when you respect the birthright dignity of yourself and others. Now, I also want to encourage you to share the wealth. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, that's Legacy Living with Dr. Gloria Burgess, tell somebody. (laughs) That's how you can help me pass it on. That's how we spread the love. That's how we can make a difference, one person at a time, one family at a time, one team at a time, one classroom at a time, inch by inch, mile by mile, and smile by smile, at home, at work, and in any area of our lives, every single day, 365, 24-7. Now remember this, how you live, how you live is how you show up. How you live is how you lead, right? And when we show up for ourselves and other people, that's called leadership. So remember this again, how you live is how you lead. Now, if you happen to miss any part of this week's show, or if you missed last week's show, you can listen to a podcast anytime. You can listen to it at your own convenience. You can even listen to it on the go. Check us out. Legacy Living with Dr. Gloria Burgess. You can listen in on iTunes or Alexa or right here on Talk Network Radio. And that's www.talknetworkradio.com forward slash legacyliving.html. Okay? iTunes, Alexa, or right here on talknetworkradio.com forward slash legacyliving.html. Now, before I close today's show, I want to thank each of you for tuning in, for allowing me to share a bit about my journey with what Legacy Living is all about. Not just living and learning, but living and learning and serving. So, you make a difference in your own life and in the lives of others. It's about being on purpose. Every single day, 365, 24-7, legacy living is one of the many ways to make your life count.
account. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me for today's show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, Gloria Burgess, and this has been Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. Please join me again next week right here on Talk Network Radio for another show of Legacy Living, Make Your Life Count. We're here again next Wednesday, 10 a.m., right here, Talk Network Radio. Don't just count the days in your life. Make the days in your life count. That's what Legacy Living is all about. Have a fantastic day, and remember, make the days in your life count. God bless you. That's our show today. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, Gloria Burgess. I hope you'll join me again next week. Until then... Don't just count the days in your life. Make the days in your life count. That's what Legacy Living is all about. Here's to you. Have a fantastic day. Be sure to make it a yes kind of day. And remember, celebrate. Celebrate the music of your life. Make the days in your life